0: Good morning everyone. hope you are doing well this morning. We are in the 10th or well, ninth stage of The Pilgrim's Progress. If you are in a book with chapters and you are following along, we are in chapter 17. Almost towards the end of chapter 17. And uh, there is a conversation being had here between Christian and Hopeful about little faith and difference between a person like little faith and a person like Esau who didn't have didn't have the uh, any faith at all and so it seems at some point to hopeful that someone like Esau it would have been someone of little faith but Christian breaks it down for him and says no uh, little faith is still faith and Faith, albeit as little as it might be, is, is enough for God to use and to keep you. But a person of no faith is specifically someone who is all for the carnal, and everything that they do ultimately revolves around uh, temporal and carnal uh, lusts. So with that, we're going to pick up. Uh, they uh, are discussing this topic, and Hopeful is saying, "Hey, your 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 conclusion of this man of little faith almost had me angry." And Christian says, "No, this is this is. I'm just trying to show you something here that I want to agree on." And he says, "Let's." understand this to be true and everything will be well. And it's just a picture of the lives of true believers with each other in that uh, tr- true believers and pilgrims will uh, not only be willing to take correction, um, but also be ready and willing to give correction. Uh, and, it's, and it's not something that causes the relationship to weaken, but actually strengthen. So Hopeful says about these three people that attacked uh, the man of little faith, uh, faint heart, mistrust, and not mistrust, faint heart, uh, doubt, I think it was mistrust was their names, and it says, uh, I, I was thinking, he says, I'm persuaded in my heart that these three fellows are but a company of cowards. Would they have run else? Think you, as they did at the noise of one that was coming on the road? Why did not Little Faith pluck up a greater heart? He might, methinks, have stood one brush with them and have yielded when there was, when there had been no remedy. Helpful uh, to clarify. Helpful as saying these three men that attacked Little Faith and and took advantage of the fact that he had, that he was Little Faith. And stole his spending money of the assurance and earnest of salvation. They didn't steal a salvation; they couldn't do that. But they took away the joy and peace that are supposed to uh, go along with salvation. And he says, "What these mistrust, doubt, a faint, a faint-heartedness? Why did he deal with these things?" And he's and he's asking uh, Christian that. Christian says, "Well." There that they are cowards, many have said, but few have found it so in the time of trial. As for a great heart, little faith had none, and I perceive by thee, my brother, hadst thou been the man concerned, thou art but for a brush, and then to yield. and verily, since this is now the height of thy stomach, now they are at a distance from us. Should they appear to us, sh- should they appear to thee as they did to him. They might put thee to second thoughts, and so hopeful is kind of like belittling the the fact of these these three things that came into little faith's life in caused Army. like well, they're not that bad, and Christian says, "Well, they these things can enter in anybody's life, and specifically when they enter into your life, they can be a lot more." Uh, they can seem a lot more dangerous uh, then. So I found their names again. Uh, it's faint heart, mistrust, and guilt. I guess I doubt earlier. We have a note here from the author. He says, Ah, how easy it is to talk when enemies are out of sight. These enemies of mistrust, doubt, I'm sorry, guilt, and faint heartedness. He says, We too often wax valiant in our own esteem when we have constant need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, knowing what mere nothings we are in ourselves. It makes a Christian speak tartly when he sees self-exaltings in another. Paul Paul frequently speaks thus from warm zeal for Christ's glory and strong love to the truth as it is in Jesus Christ. And uh, so we go back into the Conversation. here, Christian says, "Consider again; they are but journeyman thieves. They serve under the king of the bottomless pit, who, if need be, will come in their aid himself, and his voice is as the roaring of a lion." This is found in First Peter, chapter five and verse eight. 1 Peter five and verse eight. It looked like that was a direct reference. And many times I notice in a lot of these sentences may not have a natural scripture reference, but I do recognize it as scripture. First Peter 5, 1 Peter, there we go, says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. This is our enemy. And then the mainstream media and different places would like you to believe that your enemy is somebody or something, uh, but our enemy is uh, this roaring lion.
1: It says, I myself
0: have been engaged as this little faith was, and I found it a terrible thing. These three villains set upon me, and I began, and I, beginning like a Christian to resist, they gave but a call, and, and in came their master. And I, as the saying is, have, been, have given my life for a penny. But that as God would have it, I was clothed with armor of proof. And I, I, and yet, though I was so harnessed, I found it hard to work. I found it hard work to quit myself like a man. No man can tell us what in that combat attends us, but he that hath been in the battle himself We have a note here. He says, Who can stand in the evil day of temptation when beset with faint heart, mistrust, and guilt, backed by the power of their master, Satan? No one unless armed with the whole armor of God. But this is our glory. The Lord shall fight for us, and we shall hold our peace. We shall be silent as to ascribing any glory to ourselves, knowing our very enemies are part of ourselves and that we are more than conquerors over all these, only through him who loved us. That's a reference to Romans 8 and verse 37. hopeful says, well, but they ran. You see what they did when they did, but suppose that one great grace was in the way. Christian says, true, they have often fled both they and their master when great grace hath but appeared and no marvel for he is the king's champion but i trow you will put some difference between little faith and the king's champion all the king's subjects are not his champions nor can they when tried do such feats as of war as he is it me to think that a little child should handle goliath as david did or that there should be the strength of an ox and a wren some are strong some are weak, some have great faith, and some have little. This man was the weak, and therefore he went to the wall. And to, to stop here real quick, because there's another note. It might seem a little bit difficult to follow if this was just a, a story narrative where we're going through a story, but this is specifically teaching us lessons about little faith and the dangers of having little faith and what it looks like in the life of someone and what it means to be rescued and and make sense of a lot of the verses that speak of some being strong and some being weak in the faith, some having great faith and some some having little faith. We have a note here he says, Pray mind this, ye lambs of the flock, whose knowledge is small and whose faith is weak. Never think the God you believe in, the Savior you follow, is an austere master who expects more from you than you are able to do. When he calls for your service, look to him for strength. Expect all power and strength for every good work out of the fullness of Christ. The more you receive from him, the more you will grow up in him and be devoted to him this is this is again the encouragement because i think many times throughout this we see that we i think we see i know i see myself identifying with some of the some of the weaker characters in the story and then especially like even little faith here but then we have a reminder again your faith is in god and when he calls you to do something it doesn't The the challenge isn't to say, Well, I'm only of little faith or 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 to find out whether you have much faith or little faith. The challenge is to just look to him for strength and look for him. Look to him for all the power and strength we need for the good works he expects of us. Hopeful says, I would have I would have I would it had been great grace for their sakes. Christian says, if it had been he, he might have had his hands full. For I must tell you, though great grace is excellent good at his weapons and has and can so long as he keeps them at swords point. Do well with them. Yet if they get within him, even faint heart, mistrust or the other, it shall go hard. But they will throw up his heels. And when a man is down, you know, what can he do? Whoso looks well upon great Grace's face will see those scars and cuts there that shall easily give demonstrations of what I say, yea, once I heard that he should say once yea once I heard that he should say that when he was in the combat we despaired even of life. How did these sturdy rogues and these their fellows make David groan, mourn and roar, yea, Herman and Heman. And Hezekiah too, though champions in their days, were forced to bestir themselves when these assaulted, and yet notwithstanding, they had their coats soundly brushed by them. We keep seeing this term "brushed by them." This is a reference being beaten. Peter, upon a time, would go what he would could. Peter, upon a time, would go try what he could do. But though some do say of him that he is the prince of the apostles, they They handled him so that they made him at last afraid of a sorry girl. And so, it really doesn't matter who who you are, whether you have great faith or small faith. We have examples of many people throughout Scripture, and are pictured in this person of great grace that they still struggle with mistrust and faint-heartedness and guilt. These are things that they can help others with uh, much better than maybe those of weak faith. But when they struggle with these things themselves, it's just as damaging and just as difficult. We have here a, a note from the author. He says, Now here you see what is meant by great grace, who is so often mentioned in this book, and by whom so many valiant things were done. We read with great power the apostles witness to the resurrection of Jesus. Why was it? Well, because great grace was upon them all, as found in Acts 4, verse 33. So you see, all is of grace, from first to last in salvation. If we do great things for Christ, yet not unto us, but unto the great grace of our Lord be all the glory. This is a... And I'll we'll go ahead and come to an end, at least with the reading through the script. I'm uh, sorry reading through the uh, story here. But this is the theme that we should be seeing in the lives of ourselves and ultimately the lives of those that we choose to remain in fellowship with, is that the bad in our life, the good in our life, the bad in their life, the good in their life, continually points, causes them to point, causes ourselves to point to the great grace of Jesus Christ in our life. You know the verse that says the just shall live by faith? You know, uh, faith is what begins the... what begins life in a soul. Uh, Without faith it is impossible to please God. And without faith it's impossible to bring the soul to life. But the soul is kept alive by faith as well. It doesn't just it isn't just brought to to life by faith, but I think many times the idea is that, well, I had faith and now now we're good to go. But we've heard it if, if you've been exposed to any type of preaching, probably of any sort, you've heard you know that if you're trusting God for salvation, why not trust Him every single day? And I would maybe follow that up with, if you trust God for salvation, then you should continue to trust Him daily. This is the sign that you have unfeigned faith, that your faith is what keeps you going. And without faith, it doesn't matter, again, whether it's weak faith or strong faith, the victory over doubt, over guilt, over mistrust, over a faint heart, are all won through the great grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that, you know, sometimes in our own lives, we can make the same mistake that Christian Hopeful made at one point, and that was wandering out of the way of understanding and believing that somehow we got to this point because of something that we did. And even when we share our life and and our story with someone else, we fail to give all glory to Christ for every single thing in our life. And I think that's something that we need to take as a red flag and and not, not to do anything else but to stop and get in our face before God and be thankful and remain in that and position before Him every day that we live. And I believe that there is a level of, well, there is a level of peace and joy and as... The author puts it here, a level of spending money, the earnest of salvation, the joy and peace that should accompany a salvation, but sometimes do, doesn't because we don't trust we don't trust Christ. We end up putting our confidence in ourselves and what we can do. So with that I'm gonna go ahead and end today's podcast. But I hope it was encouraging and if you have a chance, um, if you're just checking in or You'd like to listen to the audios versions of these. Uh, I upload the podcast. As soon as I finish this, I upload it to uh, my podcast website, which I have in the description. Then I also have been listing the scriptures that I've been referenced. Um, I realize that maybe a lot of you may not be reading uh, those uh, specifically, but I would encourage if you're not right now, take some time and just go through the scriptures that are listed. Uh, there's many t- there's many times where i don't see if i were to look at just that verse I, I don't see the the full truth in it but in context with all of scripture it's like ah i mean i know the whole scripture speak of salvation but in this in this format it makes a lot more sense to me so anyways guys thank you so much for joining me this morning i hope you have a great day and Make sure to read your Bible and, and seek Him um, with a pure heart. I think Isaiah 58 speaks of, and I think that might be something real quick, Isaiah 58 speaks of the people of God seeking Him, and He says, you seek Me, but you don't do the basics. You're not feeding the poor, you're not feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and you're not departing from sin. You're still in bondage to sin, which is what religion is, right? Taking care of the followers and the widows and keeping ourselves unspotted from the world. He so says, you, you say you seek me, and, and, and he, he doesn't really even, he doesn't say that doing the wrong things when it comes to fasting and sacrificing things, but he says, I'm not hearing those things because you're not even doing the the thing that I want most from you, which is to take care of your neighbor, that is in need, and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. So do seek him, do read your Bible, but let's not forget the essence of what Christ defined as pure religion. Also, I believe we we do ourselves and others a disservice. But uh, with that, <laughs> thanks again for joining, and I hope you have a great day. God bless.